Hey Survivors, Angie Atkinson here and today QueenBeing.com I'm going to share with you um, what survivors said that they wish they had had in order to leave their narcissists appropriately. Alright, so let's get started. So let's start here. The other day I did a recording, um, I did a little live recording uh, for my span group and asked them to help me out with today's post. So this is what I said to them. When you were going through your, if you've already left your narcissist or if you're planning to, okay, what would have or what would help you uh, make it easier on yourself? What, what did you need that you didn't have or what do you think that you would need that you don't have now um, in order to leave the narcissist? So after a long discussion, I've got it narrowed down to 19 different things that we wish we'd had or that we needed or that we need now in order to leave our narcissists, all right? And I thought this list might be really helpful to share with you in this video today because it gives you an opportunity if you're still in the process of leaving to start collecting stuff and getting it together. And if you've already left, maybe you can add to this list in the comments below and tell us what else you needed because you know what? You never know who you could help, all right? so. Let's get started. <laughs> Alright, number one, uh, we all wish we had knowledge of what we were dealing with um, and who we were with, a narcissist, and of course the ability to know about and understand NPD. A lot of people spent their entire lives not knowing that stuff and being completely invalidated, um, often from childhood. It's it's really unfortunate. Alright, alright, um, and then, oops, okay. Then, number two, an attorney who knows how to handle a narcissist and who understands narcissistic abuse, okay? Because a lot of times, or psychological abuse or anything like that, because a lot of times you get an attorney and they think you're the crazy one, just like a lot of the therapists will, because they aren't educated about this type of abuse, all right? So that's the number two thing that the people wanted. Number three, people wanted a support network, as in people they could connect with that would understand what they're going through. So one thing I've provided there, um, of course, in addition to providing number one, which was the um, the whole knowledge part, I, I provide as much information as I can about NPD every day and narcissistic abuse recovery. Uh, and number two, the attorney thing, I'm working on a list of people for you on that. I've actually got, I know one of my clients found one in California. So anyway, but we're going to have a list of attorneys available for you soon. Number three, a support network. I've already got that going for you. That's called SPAN, Support for People Affected by Narcissistic Abuse. And you can join that group uh, at queenbeing.com slash span. It's free and it's confidential. Something to think about. All right, next up, your own transportation. Now, I can't help you with this one, but it is something that you need to think about if you're looking at getting out from underneath a narcissist. So you need a car, you need a bus pass, whatever you need. You need somebody to drive you work on that. That's important. You need to be able to get around, okay? Without your narcissist is the thing. All right, next up. Somebody said they needed an emergency hotel key or a safe place they could go and stay if they needed. So you can arrange this in advance. Either, you know, have a few bucks for a hotel or, you know, and know where you're going if you're going or talk to a friend or a family member and get a key that if you need to get in there, you can, right? Something to think about. Um, number six, somebody said that, that they um, had recordings of their ex's drunken fits and or abuse sessions uh, because the fact is if you can get them, they can help you with a couple different things. Number one, preventing falling back into the same patterns and with other people or the same person. And number two, um, in some states or countries, it might be effective in court or at least to get you a restraining order that you need, right? Number seven, a place to live. That seems pretty obvious, but not everybody thinks of it when they're trying to leave an abusive situation. Number eight, a job or a career or a way to make money. Uh, that's something I'm helping you with right now. I just started a new series here on this channel called um, Work at Home Thrivers, and I'll be adding another installation to that one today. All right, number nine, help with childcare. Something we don't think about sometimes, especially if we're stay-at-home moms or dads. We have kids, we take care of our kids, we don't think about what's going to happen if I have to go back to work or if I have to work more hours and I don't have a spouse to help, you know, watch the kids. Are the kids old enough to watch by, watch themselves for a few hours? And if not, how are you going to deal with that? Something to think about. Number 10, a new phone number or the ability to block the narcissist completely from your phone. Now the reason some people would get a new phone number instead of just blocking the narcissist, of course, is that the narcissist can call from other phone numbers uh, and still contact you if they choose to and you know that and they know that but 
it is what it is, right? So some people prefer to get a different phone number. Uh, number 11, protection, safety. You know, anything to keep them free, free from and safe from a dangerous narcissist. Uh, some people also set a private detective, a bodyguard, and or a witness to the stalking and abuse that they were getting. Interesting things, right? Uh, number 12, papers. A lot of survivors said they regretted not taking things like the deed to the house, the bank statements, social security cards, marriage licenses, birth certificates, things like that. Don't forget those things. All right, start packing them up or making copies or whatever you need to do to get them get yourself safe and secure. Number thirteen, time to heal. He, you know, they people wanted help with healing. They wanted time to heal. They wanted support from family, friends, coworkers, support groups, coaches, therapists, religious groups. Find your support network. And again, you can join SPAN to get you started, all right? Number 14. Uh, and by the way, I'll put the uh, URL for SPAN, which is queenbeing.com slash SPAN, down in the, in, the, um, in the description. Number 14. Doctors or therapists who understand NPD and the effect it can have on the family. Uh, NPD, as we all know, is devastating to both adults and children. And if you have kids, you're going to want to get them some therapy or some help. You may want therapy yourself, or you may want to get a coach, or you may want to just work through it on your own. But either way... Some people said they really wish they had a doctor or therapist who understood NPD. Something to think about. All right, number 15, evidence of everything that's happened. Now, I've got some specific advice here from one of my SPAN members who's been there and done that, and I thought I would share that with you. First, uh, she says, set up a recorder app on your phone. Video recordings in your house. Get screenshots of bad text messages and stuff like we just talked about text messages yesterday. Keep these things in a safe place. She said multiple places. She said document everything and keep it organized. She said get a restraining order. She said get somewhere safe, preferably with video surveillance and go no contact. She said if you work or are able to put money in a separate bank account, do it a little by little to help you save up enough to leave. She said possibly transfer that money into someone else's bank account that you trust with your life. Um, another option here just from me to you is to set yourself up something like PayPal or an online bank account. I know PayPal is trustworthy. That's why I'm just going to say PayPal is recommended from me. But other than that, it's up to you. I'm not going to recommend any particular service, but PayPal is what works for me. Where you don't have to set up a bank account necessarily, and you can install money, or you know, put money in there and keep it in there, so on and so forth. Um, although I think it does help to connect it to a bank account so that you can get a little debit card to go with it. Anyway, another one. Uh, oh, the same same lady says her ex was in the military, hit her, raped her verbally, mentally, financially, emotionally abused her, and of course, always told her no one would ever believe her. Uh, because of his status and when she finally did reach out for help to literally anyone she got help she said the guy's being removed from all the stuff I'm not going to go into all the details it's a personal situation but you know because of the tapes um, she was able to prove her point because when of course the person was uh, put under investigation he smear campaigned and lied and said it was her who was abusing him and not the opposite way so um, next one up self-confidence and belief this is number 16, self-confidence and the belief in myself that I could get through this alone as well as having the strength to do so. So a lot of people uh, needed to really bolster their, their self-confidence in order to stand up strong and do what they needed to do. So I, I try to help you guys with that as often as I can as well. And if you have specific questions on that, please let me know and I'll talk about them again. All right. Number 17, a suitcase with all the basics. So if you kind of are on the edge and you're not sure you're going to leave, maybe you should get something packed and throw it in your trunk just in case you have to go at a, at a minute's notice. That way you have yourself and, and your kids, if necessary, ready to go. Like if you need to pack an extra diaper bag or whatever, do it. Throw it in the trunk. If your husband or, or spouse or wife or whatever asks what the deal is, well, then you just say, hey, you never know when you're going to get stuck on the side of the road somewhere and you need a new diaper bag, whatever. But, you know, just keep yourself just be careful. If you can't keep it at your house, keep it somewhere else, all right? Number 18, uh, religious support or a spiritual advocate. In some cases, people felt like they were shunned by their church for leaving or they felt like they were smear campaigned in their church by someone, so they would would like some kind of support from their church or their synagogue. Um, some people wanted a spiritual advocate, a person that would help them uh, get through it on a spiritual level, a coach, things like that, all right? Uh, number 19, a solid plan, excuse me for shaking my table here, a solid plan that includes a place to go, money, and support. That's what we're talking about today, right? So that's what you need in order to leave a narcissist according to people who have done so. All right? Something to think about. Now, I'll be back later today with another video, but if you have other questions, concerns, comments, things you want to talk about, leave them in the comments below. Um, if you enjoyed this video and you'd like to see more on narcissistic abuse recovery and 
the, the related topics, give me a like, um, subscribe to my channel, and I look forward to talking to you some more. Also, um, visit queenbeing.com for more information about narcissism, narcissistic abuse recovery, and the related topics. All of that stuff is free. You can have their articles, downloads, videos, etc. Um, you can go to NarcissismSupportCoach.com and download my free five-day email course. Uh, you can visit BooksAngieWrote.com to check out my books. And you can visit um, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery online if you'd like to talk with me in person one-on-one -on -one, um, and discuss uh, your situation or get some coaching or whatever you'd like. My appointment system is there at Narcissistic Abuse Recovery online. And again, all of these links are below in the in the. Uh, <laughs> description. All right. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for being a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really means a lot to me, you guys. All right. I'll see you soon. Hugs and love. Hey guys, it's Angie Atkinson and today at queenbeing.com, I'm going to answer a reader question uh, regarding the divorce process with a narcissist. All right. So let's get started. Alright, so this question comes from a SPAN member who gave me permission to use it in a video but asked that I did not use her name or personal information, which I absolutely respect, alright? So here's the deal. She says she's dealing with a divorce process with a narcissist and her problem is that while her husband, soon to be ex, has had no contact with their son who is now an adult by the husband's choice. Uh, now he's decided to pull her son in to use him against her. Now what's interesting is that her son showed up with moving equipment and uh, stated that his father had given him permission to take things out of the house, big things, okay, uh, furniture, tools, etc. Uh, now here's the thing, uh, this is where the mother is still living, you know, where the, the, the span members. So, she said she didn't want to look like a bad person, so she let him take a few things. Um, and, be, and and she's very sad to know that she knows that her son uh, will again be discarded after having been used by his father to get back at his mother, right? Of course. She said she's decided not to play this time, and so her choice is that she's going to deal with it by not contacting the attorney because she knows that's what he wants her to do, the narcissist, her, her soon-to-be ex-husband. Um, and she says, um, instead, she's going to explain to her son that, according to the court order, that they're not supposed to give anything away or sell anything to anyone, and that after all is said and done, then, you know, those things will be here, and after it's settled, his father can give him whatever he wants. Now, I think that is really the best thing that you can do. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad idea to call the lawyer, honestly, uh, because, um, you know, in this case, I think obviously the father's trying to manipulate, so letting your lawyer, at least letting your lawyer know what he's doing could benefit you uh, as far as, um, you know, the divorce proceedings go, all right? So with all of that being said, I want to talk a little bit more about um, how you can deal with this from this point forward for my member and for you if you're going through this or you're, or you're preparing to go through a narcissistic um, relationship ending, okay, ending a relationship with a narcissist, all right, so let's talk about that. So, look, the fact is that narcissists are notoriously difficult people, right, and what sucks about that is <laughs> that, you know, whether you're working with a narcissist or you're in a, you know, a toxic relationship with one or you're going through a divorce with one, right, you're going to be dealing with all sorts of negativity and you're bound to be dealing with that manipulation, gaslighting and, and other types of emotional abuse, you feel me? So what ends up happening of course is that you feel incredibly overwhelmed and that's exactly what you're dealing with right now if you're going through this, okay? Fact is even incredibly smart people can be gaslighted and that's what a lot of people don't know, okay? And when you're going through a divorce and you're going through this kind of manipulation, and I know in this particular person's case, the person whose question I answered, um, there has been a lifelong, um, I almost want to say alienation, uh, because while she tried to protect her child throughout this process and did the best that she could, um, you know, her husband would emotionally abuse them both. And this put both of them in a horrible position. So... 
you know, whether you're dealing with a narcissist or just a plain old negative person, it can absolutely feel like there's always someone trying to bring you down, and especially when you're going through this, you know what I'm saying? And so your son is being kind of used as an unwitting flying monkey, in my opinion. And, you know, while he means well, the truth is that, uh, you know, it, it probably doesn't really feel that way to you because he's just doing what he thinks his father wants him to do or whatever. And even though he probably knows that his father's a narcissist, he's human. He may, you know, and, and you don't know what his father said and you don't know what to believe. I mean, his father could have said, uh, you know, she's crazy and I've only been a horrible person all these years because of her. And, and, and with the right type of conditioning, uh, he could totally believe that, right? But look, if you allow this to discourage you, um, your life's going to be much less amazing than you really deserve for it to be, okay? So as you move forward, I want you to consider these these little hints, right? Um, because being with a narcissist uh, is incredibly overwhelming no matter how long you're with them. But in this person's case, she's been with him, I think it's something like 31 years total. It's... She's had a very, very difficult time with him, and he, he has been very horrible to her. So try these strategies as you move forward. Okay, some of these will work on narcissists, but make sure, you know, that you keep your eyes open no matter what kind of difficult people you're dealing with. Okay, so first of all, you need to own the term need-to-know basis, right? So keep your narcissist and any other negative people outside of your inside circle. You know what I'm saying? So you should create for yourself a trusted small circle of people that you'll speak to about your innermost stuff okay and about anything really you know don't tell them your aspirations don't tell them your goals don't you know share those things with your small circle of trusted friends and colleagues you know things like this a lot of people will tell you oh make your goals public and yeah totally that that can work in some cases but when it comes to dealing with a narcissist um, they need to be on a need-to-know basis uh, you know, of course, in, in, in when they tell you to make your goals public, the fear of, you know, embarrassing yourself is supposed to motivate you to not fail, right? But studies, uh, many studies have shown <laughs> that it's not always a good strategy. And again, when it comes to narcissism, no good. The fact is, the bigger your goals are, the more likely you are to receive negative comments from people. And when it comes to divorce and dealing with a narcissist or any sort of dealing with a narcissist, it's just so important that you just keep yourself safe by not sharing all of your private information or, or personal information. If you're sensitive to crit criticism, which you probably are if you've been abused this way, this type of feedback can actually hurt you more than help you. So, uh, you know, but of course, if you do make, make a big goal, absolutely tell everybody about it and be proud of it, you know. Number two, fall in love with yourself a little. I say this all the time. Um, you know, falling in love with yourself, loving yourself in the same way that a good mother would love a child. A lot of times we didn't grow up um, with nurturing parents for, for whatever reason. Uh, we were abused or we were neglected or we were ignored. And so we forget that we have positive qualities. We forget that we're awesome and that there are things about us that, that we should be proud of. So fall in love with yourself a little. Remind yourself of your positive qualities. You know, um, if you're starting to doubt yourself, Remind yourself of your best qualities, you know, make a long list and focus on it until you're feeling capable again. If you need help, get, you know, find a friend, get a supportive friend, get a life coach, do what you need to do. But honestly, you guys, try waking up every single morning and think of 10 things you're grateful for and three things you love about yourself. Do it every day. And then before you go to bed, do it again if you want. And any time during the day when you feel like you're, you're hopeless and like life is no good and things are terrible, do it again honestly do it again all right trust me it makes a huge difference all right fall in love with yourself be grateful for the things that you have and find things about yourself that you love all right number three don't take it personally right we all know that narcissists are unnecessarily negative all the time and quite honestly it doesn't reveal anything about you it reveals a whole lot about them and that's what you have to remember no one knows enough about your personal business to have an accurate opinion anyway and and hopefully at this point this will include the narcissist soon enough okay we know the narcissist doesn't have an accurate opinion because the narcissist is not capable of seeing things from an objective point of view the narcissist can only see things from a point of view of someone who is 
a narcissist <laughs> who has no empathy, who only cares about their own feelings. So if the narcissist feels like you've injured him or her in some way, they will absolutely come back at you in a very strong and hateful way. And so it's it's really hard to um, sometimes stay focused on what you want and what you need, especially when they're really going after you, right? Um, you know, I, I've got a client I'm dealing with right now who, um, it's a horrible situation she's in. Her, oh my gosh, it's terrible. Uh, anyway, she's been free of this person for a month now. She's healing. She's doing great. All of a sudden, this person and a relative of his who happens to be this person, my, my client's boss, uh, got together and sabotaged or, or not sabotaged, they, they basically kind of sneak attacked her and begged her to take him back and she's feeling very pressured. It's a horrible situation. So the thing is, you got to keep, this is, this brings me to number four, you know, keep your eye on the prize, right? Always keep your vision in mind. Whatever it is that you want, if you want to be free of a narcissist, if you want to be clear, if you want to be happy, keep your vision in mind. It is so easy to become discouraged when you're dealing with this. It is so easy when you're on the receiving end of the abuse to be like, forget it, I give up, I'm just, forget it. Don't do it. Go back to the big picture and remind yourself of what you're trying to work for. What are you, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to continue life as is? Or are you trying to be happy and do better for yourself? Please do better for yourself. You deserve it. Go back to the big picture and remind yourself of what you're doing here. All right? See in your mind how great the results are going to be. You know, how satisfying will it be when you're right, when you're proven that, that you can live your life? How, how satisfying? It's going to be sweet. Remember, the best form of revenge, you know what it is, right? Living well, being happy. You don't have to accept anything less, and you should not. You don't deserve anything less. I promise you. All right, this brings me to number five. You can't expect a fish to ride a bike. What? I know, right? What I mean by that is, um, uh, there's a there's a quote from Albert Einstein, something like, everybody's a genius, but if you ask a fish to ride a bike, it will spend its whole life believing it's stupid. And to me, that has always been such an incredible quote, because the fact is, everybody's different. Everybody has different talents. Everybody has different, you know, look, I can tell anybody about anything. I can explain things to people really well, but you know what I can't do? I can't find my way out of a paper bag, y'all. No kidding. I cannot navigate my way anywhere. <laughs> I've been this way my whole life. If I know where I'm at, I'm just fine, and I'll remember the way after I've driven it four or five times. No, six, seven times, you know. But until then, um, I'll use GPS, and before GPS, I would write the directions down step by step every time. Or I would get lost, because that's how I am. That is a big, huge Achilles heel for me. Point being, imagine if I spent my life thinking I was stupid because I can't find my way out of a paper bag. You know, I'm obviously not stupid. I just don't have a sense of direction. But what I do have is the ability to sit here and explain to you how these people work and how you can make your life better. And so imagine if I if I didn't try because I can't find my way out of a paper bag. You see what I'm saying? So if you're keep your head in the game, keep your understand what your talents are and, and accept the things about yourself that maybe aren't um talents. Things like your, you know, if you have this thing like me where you can't find your way out of a paper bag. You know, I used to feel really embarrassed about it and now I don't. I'll just tell people, look, you better, you know, explain it to me like I'm like I'm stupid because I can't find my way out of a paper bag. <laughs> or just give me the address and I'll Google it. That's the best way. But you, you see my point. Be sure to consider the source of the feedback if you're dealing with a narcissist. Uh, you know, criticism that, you know, from a narcissist, it if they haven't done, if, like for example, if you're trying to launch your own company and the narcissist says, you can't do it, you don't know what you're talking about, well look, if you're dealing with criticism from someone who's always had a corporate job or who's always been employed by someone else, they don't know what they're talking about, all right? Unless the other person has accomplished the same kind of goal or, or understands that kind of goal, you might as well just consider their advice completely worthless. And I know that sounds harsh, but look, would you take stock tips from a dude living on a park bench? I don't think that you would. Consider the source. Consider the source. That's all I'm saying. All right. Most of the advice that we receive is similar in value, right? So take what you can use and leave the rest behind. 
this is where sometimes, um, you know, if you feel confused or you feel like you don't know which direction to go, this is where sometimes a mentor or a coach or a good support group can be a really good addition into your life, especially during recovery. Okay. Now the right support group mentor coach will have already accomplished or you know be working toward the same goal as you maybe they even started from a similar point as you you know what I'm saying ideally they're also they're also going to be supportive and encouraging so I'm just gonna give you right now I'm gonna tell you a couple things you can join my span group on Facebook it's free um, it's confidential and it's full of survivors some of which have already achieved their goals and some of which are still working toward their goals. We've got all different uh, people there, but it's an incredibly supportive group. I highly suggest you join it if you haven't yet. Uh, you can learn more about that at queenbeing.com span, and I'll have that um, in the description for you as well. All right. Okay, moving on. Number six, you know, review your greatest hits. Make a list of your greatest achievements. This will just, I mean, this is just to make you feel good, but it will absolutely help you to stay positive. I know this particular client who asked me this question, uh, well, SPAN member, she's a former client, um, you know, she has already done a lot of amazing things. She is a freaking survivor, and I am so proud of her. I am so proud of you. The naysayers in your life, the jerks, the narcissists, they don't know about most of those things that you've done. Uh, your ex-husband, or soon-to-be ex-husband, he doesn't know how amazing you are, my friend, uh, because he's missed it on purpose, because he's so focused on his own stuff. You know it. It's just another reason why his opinion's irrelevant, okay? So as you're moving forward, remember that. Develop, this is my next point, number seven, develop selective hearing, right? <laughs> Ignore the noise. Have faith in yourself and don't let other people control your emotions. Don't let other people control your thoughts, especially the narcissist that you're trying to get away from here, okay? The longer that you allow him to make you feel crazy, the longer that he controls you. You are doing an excellent job. And if you are a man, I mean she. I'm not saying all narcissists are male at all. What I'm saying is that this particular person wrote about a man, so that's why I'm talking about a man. But know this. Women are the same. Female narcissists are out there. And quite honestly, and statistically speaking, that it's almost 50-50. Uh, there are slightly, slightly more male narcissists than females reported. Uh, but of course, you y'all know that reported is a whole lot different than what's really, really out there. So anyway, number eight, smile and mean it. Look, talk about it all the time. When you show other people that you won't be affected by their unkind words, they'll eventually stop. Smiling will also improve your mood, scientifically proven, and lower your blood pressure. And hey, it's free! Smiling. Uh, just remember, you know, it's it's kind of like the gray rock thing. Uh, you know, just don't allow people to affect you emotionally, especially that guy, that narcissist, or that woman, that narcissist, okay? Something to think about, all right? Um, and number nine, a network of support. I told you already, check out SPAN, queenbeing.com slash SPAN. Supportive people are so important. You know, we all have that friend who thinks that we can do anything don't we and if we don't we need to find that friend join span if you don't have that friend we think you can do anything instead of dealing with the naysayers and the negative and then the narcissists and all these people surround yourself with people who support your efforts and believe in you imagine imagine how amazing that would be my friend the difference is staggering and I know that a lot of people as they go through this they they, they find themselves alone at first because they start to realize you know that as a as an empath they have attracted a few narcissists to themselves maybe more than one and they have spent their whole life being the ple the people pleaser who you know as an empath that's kind of the best way you can you feel like you can roll but as a um as a survivor uh you have to learn to make it more about you sometimes that's all I'm saying and you do that and then you find yourself alone for a minute but what happens is that you can begin to attract the right people by vibrating correctly and looking you know being open to new people they don't have to be romantic partners and they shouldn't be in my opinion for a while until you're healed uh, but they could definitely be people who could be worth your time and trouble and um, people who can help you make your life better okay so my final point today is going to be this just don't don't stop believing in yourself I know it sounds a little bit cliche I know it but look we all know someone who despite all odds made something amazing happen okay 
I could go through a whole list of people for you if you want and I and I'll do that in another video but um, and I've done it before <laughs> you know uh, but here's the thing there's no reason you can't be one of those people I never thought that I would be one of those people but I am one of those people and you can be too if you believe that you can okay it's really just a very basic fact of the universal law of attraction it is you got this all right okay I'm wrapping up for right now I've got a client call in four minutes tight schedule today um, and I will see you guys on the flip side <laughs> thanks for um, for being part of my life and thanks for allowing me to be a part of your life and a part of your recovery I sincerely appreciate it um, I'm not gonna go into all my links today check them out in the comment and in the description below queenbeing.com you can find everything you really need right there on the front page okay otherwise um, oh that's all I got. All right. I'll see you guys later. Have a great day. Hey, survivors. Angie Atkinson here with queenbeing.com. Today we're going to talk about how to prepare for court when you're dealing with a narcissist. All right. Now, here's one thing I want to point out about today's video. I am not a lawyer, I am not a legal expert, and these are tips that I have learned from my own situations and as, as, as well as from those of my clients and from my research. So always, always check with your attorney before you listen to any of these tips. You can totally listen to them, but don't implement them unless you're sure that it's legal and safe to do so in your state, okay? Let's get going. My name is Angie Atkinson, and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. So let me just tell you, when I got divorced from my ex-husband, we owned basically nothing. And what we did own, we divided up before we walked away, which was mostly just furniture. Um, mostly he took the furniture and I took the kid, and that was how it went. But this was a long time ago, and this was when I was, you know, 23 years old. So times have changed, and, and people have stuff. <laughs> if I were to, God forbid, get divorced from my current husband, it would become a lot more complicated than it did back then. It was only complicated by the fact that we had a child at that time. So whether you're divorcing a narcissist or you're going to court to, you know, battle custody or whatever, it's incredibly important that you get yourself a good lawyer, number one, and number two, that you, you know, do your research, do your due diligence, as it were. Don't expect the narcissist to play fair in court, all right? So we're going to talk about a few things that you can do to prepare yourself and to, you know, do your quote-unquote homework so that you go into court prepared and you don't have to worry about being deceived or about the court being deceived by the narcissist you get all your ducks in a row it'll it, it'll solve the problem narcissists are incredibly arrogant and so they might cause you to they might show up to court thinking that they're gonna win no matter what and they may not have any proof at all so sometimes all you have to do is walk into court with proof of what you're saying is true but we're gonna talk about that let's tip number one talk to the people in your life who you know and trust and ask around who's a good divorce attorney find someone that has experience with a manipulator if possible um, you know sometimes you you know you might even like check in your span group like if you if you're in my span group which is uh you can get at queenbeing.com slash span for free it's my free and confidential online support group for it's called span because support for people affected by narcissism in relationships you know all right so ask around, ask online, ask people that you know and trust or people that you know who have been there before. Because a lot of the time, number one, the first consultation is free and they'll really give you an idea of what your chances are of not having a terrible situation when it's all over. And a lot of times, even just knowing what your what the process would be can be incredibly helpful for you, okay? So, um, you know, I think that the lawyer oftentimes will agree to work with you during that first consultation and, and that's always helpful and they'll let you know what your fees are uh, but you know what the fee would be to work with them um, so a lawyer that is is experienced in this stuff and who has their mind in the right um, 
place, as it were, can be really helpful. Uh, one thing I want to point out to you, one of my clients uh, had an attorney in California who was incredibly good, but the attorney, a female, had a little trouble with, um, you know, she kind of seemed real abrupt to the client, but the attorney actually had experience dealing with people with narcissistic abuse recovery issues. And, and had dealt with narcissists in previous court cases before. So it turned out that even though the attorney was kind of gruff to the client, she turned out to be a great weapon in the court case and everything worked out to the client's benefit. So keep that in mind. Make sure that you understand the personality of the attorney and make sure that it's one that might be helpful in your court case, all right? You need someone strong and someone knowledgeable and someone who understands what it feels like to be manipulated. That's my point. Back when I was going through my divorce, they told me, document, 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 and that is good information. Write down everything that happens. But what you have today that I didn't have in uh, 1998, <laughs> what? don't judge me, I'm old, it's okay. Anyway, what I didn't have in 1998 that you have today is easy access to the internet, okay? And so, you know, save everything that comes through from this person, especially those things that would incriminate them if need be. So for example, uh, my my client that I was mentioning to you before, she went to court with a narcissist and she had text messages, emails, etc, etc, provable items that had been were easily proven to be sent from his devices and whatnot that actually completely incriminated him and she won the court case as a result of it. So save your emails, save letters, save Facebook messages, anything that you have that can be associated with that narcissist, save it, even if you don't think it's important at the moment, okay? You just never really know. The fact is that if you if you happen to find out that, let's say your narcissist is cheating on you and you learn that by, you know, going into the person's phone and seeing all the stuff, you shouldn't do that. But if you did it, <laughs> Uh, screenshot it and send it to yourself before they delete it if you can okay just the information has come in so conveniently and handy for people who have been in court cases just my clients that I'm talking about just people that I've spoken to research I've done this is what I understand to be true so I hope that's useful to you um, excuse my voice I have this little bitty head cold it's not that bad just mostly annoying <laughs> Anyway, so next we're going to talk about how to become your own detective. Once again, something that we have today that we didn't have back in 98 is, of course, the internet, which really makes it so much easier to find out things that were hap that are happening, okay? And so say that you're your narcissist, say you're the primary custody parent, and say your narcissist has stopped paying child support because I just have no job, what am I supposed to do? Maybe they just think you make more money than them or they're just assholes and they don't want to pay for their kid. Either way, if you notice that they're, you know, posting pictures from their big Hawaiian vacation on Facebook, well, you might want to save those and the dates, okay? Screenshot them, whatever you got to do. Pretty sure that in most cases, a judge is going to be like, wait, what? why would you not pay child support but yet you have enough money to go on some crazy vacation to the Caribbean or Florida or whatever you know what I'm saying so make sure that you save copies of those okay um, do you know how to do that if you're on your computer you know you just right click and save it um, or download it or whatever I suggest screenshots even on your computer because screenshots offer the dates okay if you if you hit it up correctly. So that's something to think about. Um, all right. You can also, um, you know, I, I, just if you don't know how to do a screenshot, let me know in the comments and I'll do a little video on that. I'm not going to explain to you how to do a screenshot, okay? Um, but like I said, the screenshot thing, um, using Google Cache if you've already X'd out of it and they've already deleted it, um, you can use all sorts of things. You know what I'm saying? So do whatever you need to do, but understand this. Only do it for the purpose of, you know, making sure that you get a fair shake in this whole thing. Don't do it so that you can, you know, make, take revenge on the narcissist or anything else like that. Only do this in order to make sure that you have a fair court case and that if you are trying to, you know, get your kids or, or whatever, 
that you have all the documentation that you need okay um, so and on on another note on that same line you got to make sure that you're prepared for this mentally because you might be very hurt very emotionally scarred by the things you see it might really trigger some issues for you so the the more you know the sooner it is that you start doing this the the earlier you begin to collect this evidence the more sensitive to your own self you're gonna have to be so that you don't end up doing something to cause yourself this horrible pain but that you can still do it in order to you have to kinda of gray rock yourself in this situation you have to go you know what it sucks that it's happening this way I'm devastated it's terrible but I still need to protect myself and or my children okay so that's the kind of attitude you have to take so I'm gonna go into some things that will help you for um, you know things that you have to keep track of okay so one of the things that I suggest is that you start a document on your phone however you choose to do it you could use Trello you could use Evernote those are free free uh, apps I like Evernote for almost everything but uh, then what you want to do is you want to put down like each time you get a phone call from the narcissist out you know during the divorce proceedings um, write down or type down uh, you know the phone call date type down the subject like what you talked about and any notes about the conversation or you can handwrite it you know keep a little notebook in your in your purse or your pocket or whatever and then if the narcissist is supposed to pick up the children one day and doesn't show up write that down if the narcissist is supposed to you know re-roof your house or something and they don't show up to do it write that down I know that's a weird thing to say but sometimes that's part of the deal when you get divorced uh, you know whatever they're supposed to do if, if they were supposed to pay the kids tuition to private school and they didn't write it down keep a record okay the point is that anything that happens can help you um, potentially in court even if it doesn't seem important right now so make sure that anything that's going on during the divorce you're keeping a record of it that's really important okay um, if you are harassed by someone else that's connected to the narcissist even the new girlfriend new supply whatever same deal alright um, again like I said it's really not about hurting the narcissist okay it's truly just about protecting yourself the fact is that certainly it's painful to collect that evidence and certainly um, it's not something that you even want to have to go through I understand that I know it's painful but I want you to understand something else and that is that by taking these steps you're gonna take steps toward really starting your new better life even though you might be devastated right now you could probably admit to yourself that you felt horrible and miserable with when you were with the narcissist and so if you are on the way out right now I want you to do your very best to try to see this as a blessing in disguise try to see this as an opportunity for you to start over to start a life that you create a life that you want for yourself a life in which you get to be respected and treated as an equal and treated with love even if it only starts with yourself my friend okay you deserve that I want you to have that and that's why I do what I do every single day alright okay oh you might be interested to know that in the new universe B that opens on Valentine's Day I will be um, <laughs> kind of excited I will be actually having an entire uh, there, there are a couple of courses going in on this particular topic as well as in the premium self-help library tons of free resources for you there too books and ebooks and reports and all kinds of good stuff to help you get through this okay plus because this has been a subject that has been requested I will be talking about this more in the future so if you have questions or you know comments or concerns about going to court with a narcissist about divorce about child custody with a narcissist leave them in the comments below and I'll make sure that I integrate them into future videos okay thank you guys so much for being here today thank you for being a part of my day and a part of my life and thanks for letting me be a part of yours it really truly means a lot to me and I am grateful for it every single day I'll see you guys soon have a wonderful evening it's my mission to teach others what I know to be true you really can create the life you want take care of your body take care of your soul nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world take your spot take it now 
and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together. Hey survivors, it's Angie and I'm back for one last video today. I just got off the phone with a client and we had a conversation that made me think I should talk to you guys about this. So here's the deal. When you are splitting up with a narcissist, um, a lot of us find ourselves feeling really frustrated that we haven't had the last word. And here's what you need to know. The narcissist absolutely loves having the last word. And in fact, it's, it's kind of their bread and butter. So today we're going to talk about that really quick. How do we deal with not getting the last word with the narcissist? Or how can we get the last word? Let's talk about it. We all know that there's nothing more annoying than seeing a self-satisfied narcissist. And one of the most um, self-satisfied narcissists you'll ever see is one who's just gotten the last word. You know, they, then, they know that you've heard everything. You've heard how they're deluded and you've had to just shut your mouth or at least they've said enough hurtful things to you that you'd shut your mouth anyway. So let's talk about why we feel like retaliating and let's talk about what we get out of it and let's talk about whether or not the last word is something that can be had when you're dealing with a narcissist. All right, so you're dealing with a narcissist who's having a little screaming bitch fit, right? I know that sounds horrible, but the narcissist is having a screaming bitch fit. Uh, the narcissist is, you know, throwing verbal temper tantrums, verbal hate, you know, I like to call it spewing hate vomit on you, you know, the narcissist um, plays the victim, the narcissist, you know, never ever stops until he or she gets the last word, and so we find ourselves going, I just want to say one more thing. I just have all these things I want to say. Oh my God. Right? But we need to stop that because it's really pointless. All right? Here's what happens. I think we, we find ourselves, we're intelligent people. We find ourselves sometimes almost begging these people, you know, to continue to abuse us. You know, because they pull the old, um, you know, biggest fear card. They're like, oh. Well, no one will love you but me, and I'm about to leave your ass, so mm, sucks to be you. <laughs> you know, and you're left going, what? You know, you find yourself feeling so quite upset about all of this. And how often can you say, I'm sorry, please don't do this to me. Please this, please that. You know, they enjoy it. They enjoy it. They enjoy it. So why do they do it? Because they love drama. Seriously, they're addicted to it. Remember when we talked the other day about how the, you know, the body produces dopamine under certain circumstances and when we've been through abuse and neglect and things like that, we don't have the same ability to produce dopamine on our own as we should. Well, the narcissist um, enjoys drama because he gets or she gets the adrenaline rush followed by the dopamine rush. They're addicted. So imagine you're a light bulb. And a narcissist is, you know, a light socket. <laughs> no, that's not right. Let's go the other way. Whatever. You're a thing that can be plugged into the wall. And the narcissist... <laughs> Let me just start over. Okay, I guess I don't really have a very good uh, example to use, so I'm just going to tell you what it is. The narcissist essentially plugs into you energetically and sucks you dry. And then you're left with, you know feeling nothing. Uh, what happens is the, nar the narcissist sucks you dry, gets bored, you know, when you finally have submitted to all of his or her crazy demands. So when we go gray rock, we literally stop offering them that connection and then they're forced to go plug in somewhere else. We tend to react dramatically to dramatic behavior and then the narcissist is getting exactly what he or she wants because, you know, they, even though the energy that we're sending out is negative, they still um, are fed by it. They're fed by negative energy. I think all of us can relate to having, wishing we had the last word, right? But the fact is that until we realize that we're just creating more drama for ourselves, we're creating more trouble in our lives, 
you know, um, we're losing sleep. Our self-esteem is suffering. Is it really worth it? You know, this is what I suggest to my clients. If they absolutely insist that they need to have the last word. All right, let me explain that to you. So every now and then I'll have a client who will say to me, oh my God, I just need to say this. I just need to say this. Okay. I had a client today who I spoke to who wrote this beautiful poem. Maybe it was yesterday. Anyway, she wrote this beautiful poem and she wanted to send it off to her narcissist because it was a poem that a normal person would really get a charge out of. I got a charge. I was beautiful, really well written, great poet. And, and she said, I just want to send it to this person so badly. And I said, well, all right, look, if you really want to send it, send it. But understand that then one of three things will happen. Number one, you will be completely ignored and that will drive you insane because that'll just be like you didn't get the last word anyway. Number two, you may experience further abuse from the narcissist of the emotional kind at the very least. And number three, you might get hoovered. And if you get hoovered, then you're going to be stuck again with a narcissist. And even though you might think you want that, you don't want that really, do you? Ask me the best way to get to get the last word is to go silent, to go quiet, to say nothing, go no contact. Why does that work? Because silence says a lot of things. I'm moving on. I'm done. Not worth my time and energy. I won't engage with you anymore. The door is closed. To be honest with you, silence is the best last word anyway. Say nothing. That's the way to win. But. If you need to send them something, send them a letter, send them an email, send them a text, be prepared for one of those three responses. What were they again? Number one, you get ignored. Number two, you get further abuse. And number three, you get hoovered. None of those are a good option, are they? If you do try to get the last word, this is what the narcissist will hear. I need your validation. I still want you. You win. You were right. I'm nothing without you. Don't do that. Don't give anyone like that, someone who disrespects you that way, the ability or the rights to make you feel that way. Don't do that. Go silent. It's the best last word. What do you think? Do you agree with me or am I totally off base here? Leave your thoughts in the comments section below and let's talk about it, shall we? All right. As always, have a wonderful day. And by the way, if you haven't picked up my free ebook yet, uh, it's still out there until Sunday at booksandzero.com. And I will link to a video up here for you uh, that I just did today that will show you how to get it for free on Kindle if you don't have Kindle. All right? Let's get going. Have a wonderful day, everybody. I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life. And thanks for being a part of mine. It means so much to me.